morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'll be your host on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. I promise you what I'm about to tell you has never happened to me before, at least on air, right before being on air here on Bite Size. And that's like literally as the song starts playing, I get the hiccups. And I'm like, shoot, I got to be on. And like, this song's going to be what, like 15 seconds or so? I mean, yeah, I can control it. <laughs> you might notice I'm, I'm, I have certain pauses right now trying to control the hiccups. But gee, that is some bad timing. And it, and it got it just got me thinking also when that's happening. I was like, have I ever sneezed on air? Or like, you ever wonder like driving, you know, when the driver, if you're in a car or if you're the driver and you sneeze, like things could go really bad really quickly. Thankfully, you know, we're on air, so it, it's not really a matter of life or death. But nonetheless, um, it just got me thinking there. Anyway, good morning, folks. Glad to be back here on Bite Size last week. Um, was the first, um, it was really the first week um, of like the regular season kind of beginning. I know we started once in like August. Yeah. Then we had a lot of holidays last week, um, was the first week we kind of, um, continued now and we're in our long, uh, time here. We're in a long, long stretch of just constant bite sizes on Wednesday and Hey, that's what we listen for. So, uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you all, uh, for tuning in here. And I know we've got a big show. Um, this week, but uh, I'm back with my openings, and I, and I usually spend the first, if, if you're new to this show this season, what I usually have done for the last few seasons is, and I think this is my third season here, which is incredible, and, and I think actually my, my three-year work anniversary is next, uh, I think Monday. I kind of like, it, 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 this is not really what I planned on talking about, but I kind of just like, I never really thought I had like a real date, because like, the whole, the whole, the whole way I got, um, you know, that whole situation, that whole week of how I, you know, came at this network. Basically, um, it was like Saturday night. I got a text from my friend Benjamin, who, as you might know, is Nachum's son, and he said, "Hey, my, my, you know, my dad's company is. They're just looking for someone to to help out for the next three months." And I was looking for a job. I was eight months without a job, and I said, um, <laughs> and that whole time he texted me on a Saturday night, and that Saturday night, my roommate. With, you know, he told me he was getting engaged. So I'm waiting for the text from him saying, "Hey, I'm engaged." L'chaim in you know 30 minutes or an hour um, back in the height. So I'm like waiting for this text. I have Benjamin texting me about this job, and at the time I thought nothing of it. I was like, "Yeah, sure, great." Um, he's like, "So what do you want me to tell them?" And then being Nachum and Miriam, um, he said, "You know, just shoot me an email, and I'll get to them." And then my friend gets engaged. Yada yada yada. Fine. Sunday, you know, I, I'm in touch with Miriam. We'll say, "Okay, we'll meet Monday in the Heights Lounge at the time." I really thought nothing of it. I was just like, all right, you know, I know it's a three-month thing. Let's just see what they have to say. Um, we meet in the Heights Lounge, and, uh, I mean, I think the interview went well, right? I'm here to talk about it. Um, and then, you know, it took some time Monday and Tuesday to think about it. Tuesday, I told them, sure, you know, yes, I'll do it, three months. Um, I walked in on Wednesday, and it wasn't like an orientation. It was kind of just like, okay, here's the office. You know, it took literally five seconds for me to, to, to see the office. I mean, if you've been here before, if you've seen the room on our Facebook Lives or whatever it is on Instagram, you know what the office it's – it's a small office. It's a studio, and we all work in the same space. And um, I was like, great, cool. Um, I think I just filled out a, like a, some paperwork, and then I was on my way. And then Thursday, October 22nd, was kind of my first day. So that's what I, I said October 22nd as my first day, not you know the day of the interview or the day of when I walked in the first time, October 22nd. So that's Monday. So that's kind of my three-year um, anniversary here at the next network is Monday. So you could definitely send all gifts if you want my way, um, and uh, we'll you know 
I accept all gifts, and maybe next Wednesday I'll discuss all the gifts sent to me. Um, our address here is 551 Grand Street. Anyway, in <laughs> New York, New York. And figure out the zip code if you're serious about it. You could Google it. Anyway, what I did want to actually talk about is the weather outside. And you know a lot of my openings have to do with the weather. And also, you may know, I am the president of my shul, the Shank Shul in Washington Heights. And uh, we have we have board meetings every every month or so. And this past month, we, we had one this past Sunday. So um, I, you know me and the weather, and we don't get along a lot in New York City. So this Wednesday, was, it was kind of chilly. I want to say it was in the 50s. I saw the high was going to be like 62, 63. I was like, I could get away with shorts. And my big thing is that I want to wear shorts and T-shirts as long as I can because one, the, the day you take it off is the day you give in to a New York City winter. So it was kind of chilly. And I was out and about on, on Sunday, but I was like pretty fine. But then as it got darker and, and later at night and our board meeting starts at 8, I'm walking towards the board meeting in shorts and I'm like, wow, all right, it, it, it's kind of chilly. It was probably like 53, 54. I walk into the board meeting, you know, everyone else is like sweaters or like a jacket. Uh, walked in with one board member who was, you know, huddled up in, in her coat. I said, oh, chilly outside? She's like, yeah, like, like how are you wearing shorts? And I was just like, listen, like you got to stick with the shorts as long as you can. And then, you know, I, I try not to wear a coat, try, try to stick with shorts as long as I can until I can't. And unfortunately, um, Monday, because of the rain, I kind of wore just like a wintery raincoat thing that I have. A Tuesday, yesterday, um, you know, it was, it was high 40s. And I said, that's it. It's coat time. I think my shorts can now go into the wash. We could call it a day on the shorts. And um, I'm sad. I'm, I'm really sad that I've, I've given in. It's over. And, I, and I'm like looking at the weather for the rest of the week. You know, today should kind of maybe reach 60, but then it's like 40s and 50s, and I'm like, there wasn't a fall. Like, where did fall go? We had summer, and then we had winter already, it feels like. Don't tell me 50s is fall. I don't want to hear that. That's no fall. That's winter, bro. Where I come from, I mean, I know they had a a cold front in in Houston on Monday, Tuesday, so it it reached as low as like 50-something, and I think the high was like... I think the high on on Tuesday was 65, and I, I didn't check yet. Um, but the record high, the record, the lowest high for um, that day was 66, and I think so. I think it broke like a 115 year old record, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, but basically, I mean, where I come from, I'm just looking at the Houston weather for the rest of the week. Right, mid 70s. That's my fall. We didn't have mid 70s. I feel like it was like 85, and then dropped to like 62, and that's it. And then now we're winter. So something better change over the next month where we get some fall. But uh, I'm not hopeful for here in New York. But So whatever. You know, people are going to have to keep me happier in other ways because the weather just ain't going to do it. All right, let's talk about what's on the show this week. Uh, we have um, Tova. Excuse me. We'll start with Joanna. Joanna's interview with Avi Dove Bernstein. He's a caterer in Jerusalem. You'll hear more about what he does, the creativity that he has in his business. That'll come up at about 9.30 a.m. Eastern. And then at 10 a.m., it'll be Tova with Alana Abelo Cronenberg, 10 a.m. with Tova. And uh, she'll talk with her about some very, very interesting things. Uh, we will wrap things up, not with uh, the segment that has no name with Miriam L. Wallach. We'll just wrap things up myself and then kick it over to Avrami at 11. But for now, as we start every Wednesday for the last... I don't know, 15, no, not 15, for the last, yeah, maybe, maybe like 15 months, I would say. I was going to say the last like 50 or so episodes. We start with one song and one song only. Mahapecha Shel Simchana Wednesday on a bite size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. 
שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים
לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? התקרנו יום? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך. יש לי, יש לי אמונה אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם, ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס שלי, יאללה! תקווה
Bottom of hour number one, and it's time now for Joanna Shepson's interview with Avi Dove Bernstein at Caterer in Jerusalem. We'll hear more about what he does there and the creativity in his business right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So it's really nice to be back on Bite Size and to share some fun in Jerusalem. Today I'm sitting with Avi Dove Bernstein. Um, he is known in Jerusalem for his delicious catering and his creativity. Hi, Avi Dove. Hi. So tell us a little bit of background about how you got involved in the food business here, and then we'll talk a little bit about your new venture, Emek 25. Okay, so I'm basically in the food business for over 20 years, since I was a teenager. Uh, after the Army, I started working for um, a company called Bonkers Bagels. Uh, how many of our listeners have been to Bonkers Bagels? I would say probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, probably. I've uh, been there like for five years, and then I just took it forward and opened my own catering business. And um, since then, I'm um, in the business of catering and service. So, so and do you do catering in um, dairy and meat? Because I know you're known for quiche for dairy. Right. So quiche catering is um, um, for quite a few re- years, uh, for 15 years already. And uh, we do do um, also meat catering today, for, especially for Shabbatot and Chagim, um, family simchas, etc., so one of the reasons I wanted everyone to hear and meet um, Avidov is that very often I get asked by people who are staying in hotels, where can we eat on Shabbos or make a family meal on Shabbos or a sukkah 
um, a sukkah meal that isn't a hotel. And Jerusalem has a very interesting way of giving hashkachas to things. And basically, a restaurant is not allowed to be open on Shabbat. So that means that there are very few options for people who don't want to eat in a hotel. So tell us what you've came, come up with and, and what Emek 25 is. Okay, true. Um, today for a restaurant to get a hechsher to open uh, on Shabbat is close to impossible. Um, and since being in this business for so many years, uh, what I did, I took a venue that the venue is basically, uh, you can look at it even as um, uh, a hall of a shul, uh, that basically a hall of a shul doesn't have an ashkacha either. Um, but what we do is we always bring in mahadrin food, always before Shabbat. Uh, we know what we're doing because we're doing this for so many years. Um, and we give the top service and quality kosher mahadrin food over all the meals of Shabbat. And that's the way we do it here in Emek 25 um, very successfully um, last few months. So Emek 25 is a space behind um, the store called... Nitzat Duvdevan. Nitzat Duvdevan, which is the health food store. It's right next to Pompidou. And basically, it's a glass enclosure behind the store. Um, it's a great place for during the summer, during the winter. It's all glass windows in a beautiful Jerusalem courtyard. And you can rent the space to make your own private meal here. You can make a Brit Milah here, a Bar Mitzvah meal, a Shabbat meal, Shabbat Chatan. Um, how many people can you fit in the space? So comfortably, we can fit uh, 60, 70 people. Um, if it's good weather, we can go um, outside to the um, open uh, space that we have uh, right next to us. Um, we've done up to 80 or 90 also indoors, but that's a bit crowded already. <laughs> so my favorite is to see when you set up with a large night's table, like a really long as they call Shulchan Abirim. Right. So that always gives a very um, homey, comfortable um, Shabbos meal where you have a bar mitzvah or um, an ofrof or something like that and you have you know, like a big family all want to sit together and basically up to 40, maybe 50 people I can get into one long night table and that gives a very special um, environment. And then we do the food, the family style. We bring all the food to the table and nobody even has to get up through, throughout the meal. So. so I was walking past here at this sukkah and I noticed that you had a huge sukkah set up. How did that work out? How many people could you fit into that sukkah? Okay, so the sukkah idea came up um, quite a few months ago and basically what we did, we... Me and my brother actually helped me. We uh, took it as a uh, project, and we built a tailor-made sukkah from uh, um, from a carpentry that we went to, and we got you know all our uh, wood from there, and then we just put it together uh, ourselves. We fit up to 50 people in the sukkah, and again, we still had room for overflow and options, you know, for more people. Uh, but basically, it's a great sukkah for. Um, 50 people, and hopefully next year we'll be doing it again. So what type of uh, an event did you have here over Sukkot? You had a few different events. Were they family events or simchas? Right, so they were family simcha events. Um, one was like um, uh, a long weekend, continuous uh, bar mitzvah. Um, families that stayed in the hotels right nearby, if it was the Orient Hotel or uh, the King David Hotel, and just wanted, you know, to have a private um, sukkah, not with, you know, another few hundred people, and um, that worked out great for them. Um, Friday night of Cholomoed, um, Shabbat Cholomoed, we had a family that did a 30th birthday party for her daughter, um, and also they had family and friends, and uh, that was also, you know, a Simcha family style. It was 
Just great. There are just so many options. And the truth is, like I said before, this is something people are asking for, a space to make Shabbat and Chag meals where they don't need to eat in the hotel, but yet they get hotel-quality food. And um, I've eaten at Avidov's uh, events, so I can tell you the food is delicious. Um, but one other thing that I, I think locals know you for is they'll see you zooming around on your motorcycle. Like that is like you see a guy on his motorcycle, it's Avidov in Jerusalem. So tell us a little bit about the idea you've got for a new tourist attraction, j- Zoom Through Jerusalem. Yeah, so this uh, idea came up especially um, since I'm um, so many years in the culinary world and uh, the food business. And um, I had quite a few um, friends from abroad that came, and they didn't have too much time to see the city, or they were here for a day or two, or sometimes even for half a day. And I just said, okay, hop on the bike, and we saw Jerusalem in just a few hours. Um, they got a great tour, both of old Jerusalem, the old city, Mount, uh, Mount um, um, Scopus, uh, Mount uh, Olive, and cetera, and cetera. We got also inside the chomot, inside the walls, Machne um, Yehuda, the Tayelet, like all that in just a few hours, which it's like close to impossible to do uh, to do today with a car uh, if you have only a few hours or half a day. So I took it as a as a project, and I'll be uh, giving like these tours uh, with historical uh, history, both culinary. Um, and having a good time for people who want to get to see Jerusalem in a different way. I think it's such an ideal, it's such an incredible idea, and it's ideal for people who are here traveling on their own, whether they're here for business or they're here, you know, for any other reason, and they want to really see as many places as they can in the shortest period of time. So, um, because I recommend lots and lots of activities in Jerusalem, but the one thing I have no control over, other than the weather, is the traffic. So that's, <laughs> that's definitely true. So if you'd like to reach out to Avidov, you can email him at emek25, E-M-E-K, 25, at funinjerusalem.com. Um, if you have a question about his new Zoom through Jerusalem or about hosting an event here. And um, we look forward to seeing Emek 25 grow and, and continue here on Emek Rafaim in the German colony. So thank you so much for sitting with us. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna. And thank you, Avi Dove Bernstein. For Joanna, if you want to check out everything she does, funinjerusalem.com, funinjerusalem on Facebook or Instagram. Um, all the cool things, all the cool activities being done in Jerusalem you want to contact Joanna for, and you want to find out plenty more information about funinjerusalem.com, Joanna at funinjerusalem.com. More coming up here on Bite Size, great music, and then uh, Tova's interview with Alana Abelo Kroningberg coming up at the top of hour number two, right here on Bite Size at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
של תור בדואר, קשה לגמור פה תואר, והמצב בנוער, קשה לשיר כמו יואלי, להתעורר בבוקר, להיכנס לכושר, שחיתות בכל שבועיים, פיגוע כל יומיים, טוב, דיברנו מספיק, כפינו תודה, עכשיו נחזור אחורה אל הבסיס, זמן לומר תודה. תודה על הרוח, שאין לי זמן לנוח, על התיקון, על המהות, תודה על היהדות, אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל פוחסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו
We are back here on Bite Size, top of hour number two, and it's time for Tova's interview with Alana Abelo Kroningberg right here, right now. Just going to kick it over to her right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I am sitting in 
Yehuda in Judea of Israel in Efrat. I am so excited to introduce you to who I'm sitting here with for my newest interview with Alana Abel Kroningberg. She is high energy, powerhouse, chesed, mother. She has the best story and I am so excited to bring it to my audience. So Yoni, thanks for uh, hosting the show. And Alana, welcome. Thank you so much. I am so, it's really a tremendous hoot to be sitting here with you. Thank you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova. Thank you, Am Yisrael. I really feel like it's a tremendous bracha that I'm sitting here with you and talking. Oh, well, I'm so excited to bring your story to everybody. Thank you. So Alana, let's just, before we get into the incredible things you're doing that my jaw drops every time I find out about another chesed that you're doing in this country. Um, how did you get to this country? How did you get to Israel? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was born in Manhattan and uh, my parents always had a tremendous passion for Eretz Israel, and they always wanted to make Aliyah. And they did actually make Aliyah all together, myself and my siblings. We made Aliyah in 1990, the year of the Gulf War. Wow. And that was like, it was quite intense. <laughs> That's it was, it was an intense year. And mind you, it was a little bit stressful. It wasn't when Nefesh Benefesh was a cool thing to do. And it was not when there were a lot of people that were doing this Aliyah thing. Even though we grew up with going to B'nai Akiva. Like, it was always on the, like, you know... Agenda. Agenda, but when is it happening? So right. my parents literally said, we're doing it. Wow. And we're going to go as a family. And um, we were... It was an adventure. It was definitely an adventure. Not easy coming on Aliyah then as a teenager. Um, right. It, there wasn't all the, you know, the support system that there is nowadays. Like nowadays it's so much easier. Sure. There's so much support. There's just anywhere and everywhere. And it's become so much more of an acceptance and an in thing and an inspirational and something that drives. Like it's, it's, it's what we all should be doing. Right. So you came that first time. Yes. So why was there a second time? Oh, <laughs> so the second time came because I met my husband. So you had gone back. I went back to the States to marry my husband. And in the interim, I, you know, I started school here and then went back there to get married. Okay. We were engaged. And then we were married and lived in America. We lived in Berkeley. Uh, that's funny. We did not live. That's where he wanted to live. Uh -huh. But we ended up living in a country club in Teaneck. In Teaneck. Yeah. We went to the young Israel. And wow. uh, we sent our children to uh, Ben Porat Yosef because it was Ivri Bivri. Because the hope was we wanted to make Aliyah. Right. And for me, I really wanted to make sure that we go a back. Landing. Yes, that was smooth landing. And even before I dated my husband, I said, listen, Aliyah has to be on the Parsha. Otherwise, I'm not going to date you. Right. And that was... It has to be a thought. Has to be. It right. has to be. Amazing. Because um, all my family was here. So how many years? And then you moved back to Israel when? So we made Aliyah um, in summer of 2005 when we were expecting our fourth child. Wow. Amichai Simcha. Who's Bezrat Hashem having... Um, bar mitzvah in January. Wow. It was his, it, I was expecting him as we made Aliyah and he's our first sabra. Wow. And I was having yeah. bar mitzvah in Israel. Israel. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Because Hashem, we're going to do his Hanachat Tfilin in Marat HaMachpila. Oh my goodness. You're welcome to join. <laughs> Everyone is welcome to come. <laughs> well, I would love to be yeah, there. Yeah. Um, okay. Amazing. So then you came to Israel. You always have this passion for Israel and we have to just get into what you're doing here. First of all, you're, you're a mother of um, Kanae Nahara. Seven children, Baruch Hashem. 
Incredible. Each and every one a tremendous blessing in our lives. And you're raising them in Yehuda, like yes. in Judea. Here in the heart of Gush Etzion in Efrat, here in the Zayat. Really amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what do you do on a daily basis? You are a powerhouse doing everything and anything. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'm going I'm to tell you a little bit about my days, okay? Yes. First of all, I was thinking, like, how am I going to, like, what am I going to say? What am I, okay. So I, my face, my most favorite Pesach of all times is Petach Libi Betaratecha Ubemitzvotecha Tirdof Nafshi. That is my oh. Pesach that I love and I thrive, like I really feel like it speaks to my neshama. Can you explain it to anybody who yes. might not understand um, it? Open my heart to your Torah um, and all of your mitzvot. May my may I just run after doing all your ratzon of doing these mitzvot. Wow. Um, this morning, like I was so excited when you asked, like, are you available tomorrow? And every day is an adventure. I wake woke up this morning trying to figure out the timing. I was going to, you know, do do an errand to help out my mom, and um, and then the timing I just put in Hashem's hands, but yeah. knowing that it's going to work out. Things have a way of working out. So as I was driving to pick you up, yeah, um, I picked somebody up. Oh. On the side, they needed. They were trumping. P.S. It turns out she was driving. So this is this goes to my answer. Yeah. Um, she was driving. She she needed a ride to drop off lunch to her brother at school because her brother forgot. And she's in twelfth grade and she was. A, now wow. I could have chosen to drive by her. I could have chosen not to stop. Right. But I stopped. I welcomed her into my home. Into my home. Into my mitzvah mobile. Wait. Let's just stop for a second. Her car is called a mitzvah mobile. <laughs> I love that. I came in her car and she said, welcome to my mitzvah mobile. And I, Alana, (laughs) no, you're so inspiring. Okay, so you picked her up. You made the the choice. And then I made the choice. So like, I feel like every day of our lives, we could choose to not open our eyes, not open our ears, not open our hearts. Right. But I saw this person on the side. I stopped for that second, had her come in. And it's like one, when you do one good deed, it goes to the next. Right. It's like mitzvah one mitzvah gorer at mitzvah. Exactly. So I started with the English and then I was going to translate to the Hebrew. So mitzvah gorer mitzvah. Like the ripple effect of kindness, we don't know. We yeah. don't know. We have absolutely no idea. Right. But I truly believe that every day and every second is clearly div- divinely... Um, orchestrated. orchestrated for each and every person an in their own life. opportunity for everybody to open their eyes to see it. It just, when you open your eyes, don't you feel like it, like chesed just finds you? Completely. Because you, your eyes and heart is, are open to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it's awesome. And it's also humbling yeah. because it's a bigger picture. It's amazing. Um, You're not just living for yourself. You're living for like Am Yisrael. I really try to. I really, really, really I try. And I feel it. Yeah. I really do feel that. Amazing. So anyway, so that was this morning. And then I went to get you and like everything works out time-wise. Right. Um, now, clearly there are times when you can't stop or there's reasons we're not able to stop. Um, and that's okay too. Right. But, but I, I just believe in, in, you know, I, I grew up with, and, and, and everyone knows this, like, there are three things that the world stands upon. What? Al-Hatorah, Al-Avudah, and Al-Gmilut Chasadim. Yeah. On Torah work and acts of kindness yeah. and on and and we can't be without one they, they we need all three so in order stand to up, stand right? Right. yeah yeah it's so amazing. yeah well call it so let's talk about some of these chasadim that you're involved in okay there's so many so okay. which one do you want to which one is most are you the most passionate about that you would love to start with so i'm passionate about everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm a very passionate person 
Thank you, Hashem. It's like, I feel like, Ashrina, we're so lucky, like, to be here and... Just, okay, so the Just One Chassid, you had asked me a while ago, when you had first started, do you remember? You yes. messaged me and you said, you're making a video and you want everybody to, like, to launch it, I think. Yeah. And I was so honored. I'm like, me? You're asking me to, like... Wow. To do a little, like, a snippet in your video? I was like, oh, thank you, Alana. Um, but I love the... the concept. The concept of it. Like, Just One Chassid. That's it. It's how much are we asking? Right. Just do one chesed. Everybody right. wants to do at least one chesed. So, so just one chesed was started by a friend and an amazing person named Jerry Latinik, who's from originally from Chicago. He now had made Aliyah, and they're living here in, in Efrat. And, uh, and I'm friends with his wife. And he started this organization called Just One Chesed, which is basically, if you think about it, an umbrella of an organization that all chesed, orga- every organization can go under it. Right. And it's trying to make connections between the individuals as well as the organizations and the organizations and individuals and trying to match up different experiences or different chesed opportunities. Um, so it's like a win-win for everybody. It gets, it gets organizations to be seen and heard and out there. I mean, God willing, it's going to be global. So... I was helping out with this organization and, um, and it's, it's all about promoting kindness yeah. and I've been helping run the Facebook page and the Instagram. So please like, and yes, and we're follow gonna, it. it's going to be tagged and, here. Just uh, one chesed. Right. And, and, and yeah. Tova, you had reached and connected to Ellie Pash, who's a very close, who's, who's a very, was a very good friend of Ari Folds, Yichronola Racha. And, um, and, and, and he called me and you, you suggested for him to call me people about, you know, possibility of some kind of chesed Right. So we're going experience. to be, right. So this topic that Alana is talking about right now, we're going to definitely focus on another time also, but just as a concept that, um, it's just, just making these connections making between connections. different chassadim and we all had a different connection to Arifold. Correct. And then we all had another, you know, we all have this passion for doing chassad in Israel and somehow it all just came together and now Eli and Alana are working on this whole um, concept of chassad and we're going to be definitely focusing on that in the coming coming weeks. So definitely, you know, listen out for, for that. Yes. Okay. So, yes. You wanna, so let's talk about just one chassad and some of the chassadim that you're doing. Oh, so like for example, yes. like when people will reach out and say, oh, I'll tell a great story. Someone had reached out to me from America and their daughter was a lone soldier and she wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Um, so I basically connect, made a connection and someone ended up bringing food to their daughter Amazing. who was not feeling well. Like there's, chesed could be a smile. Like, 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 I mean, I'm just saying yeah. just one chesed, but I'm saying in general, what is chesed? Chesed is kindness. It's and it could be like smile the smallest yeah. little thing, but that can make, um, and really impact it somebody's impact. life. So recently I saw, not recently, in the last you know few years I've been following you and all your different uh, adv- you. adventures, so your adventures that you're going on, and I saw that you're very connected with um, terror victims, and one of them specifically is Halal Yafa. Yes, yes. And uh, with her wine, and... Uh... So you want me to share about it? Yes, I okay. do. So this is basically the bottom line. The bottom line is, is that I went to go pay Shavakwal, I never heard of Amichai or Arena or Halal, for that matter, um, until we heard of that horrible, horrible terror attack. Um, and so I drove my mitzvah mobile with some friends from the community, and I'm going to go pay a shiva call, and that was the first time I met. Wow. Um, and it was after the shiva that I connected, and I made a phone call. Um, again, like, that's what I did. I just made a phone call because right. I just wanted to do something. I felt so helpless, but what can I do? So I reached out and said, can I help sell your wine, Li'iloi Nishmata, in Halal's memory? Yeah. And one thing led to the next. 
and led to a next and it led to a trip in helping the Ariels raise money and funds. The first trip was with um, Just One Life together with Rabbi Moshe Rothschild. And then the second trip was myself traveling with Rina for, to raise funds for the book, Perkei Halel. Wow. Um, so I'm very connected to that. I felt very um, inspired and, and it's just beautiful. It's just keeping beautiful. Her memory, so keeping, keeping her memory alive. Memory and alive. since I came home and, you know, after the first trip and when it was around Halal's birthday, I organized um, with people from Efrat and friends that we went to Hebron and we celebrated with her class. Yeah. We brought, we brought treats and, and snacks and, wow. and it was a way for Rena to connect to the students. And, and it was, it was amazing. Like it was, wow. it was very heartwarming and inspirational and helpful and therapeutic. Um, wow. and a way for, for them to feel the, the love because it's very, like these terror victims, like, unfortunately there's so much terror and unfortunately it's easy to forget because there's so many, right. but we have to keep their memories alive. Um, right. today actually is yeah. Avram David's, um, Moses's birthday. I reached out to his mother, Rivka Maria, uh-huh. um, wow. and I actually posted on Facebook just to an act, random act of kindness in his memory. Wow. So you must be in touch with Sari Singer also. I am. Hi, Sari. <laughs> She's amazing. This past summer, yeah. um, I, I, I really, she, she, in, in, to commemorate the 15 years since the bus, the bus bombing, right. I, I thank God Hashem helped I helped connect, make a connection, and in the end, she did something really special. Right, because Sari, her, her, her yes. job is the strength of strength. I know, she started I know, that after. and she's incredible. Incredible, incredible. Connecting terror victims. And making, yes, yeah. and she does that globally. Yes, globally. That's and so incredible. She came here, and so one afternoon, we went to Ozbegaon, and she, to commemorate wow. all of the victims, and for her own self, and yeah. celebrating life. So it's amazing that um, you're involved in all of this. I do the best I can. With Hashem's help, like Hashem... Yeah. I just try and do what's in front of me as best as I can. That's amazing. And all the while, we could talk about more about your chasadim, but you're raising seven children, Kanai Nahara, yes. in the heart of Israel. Yes. What does that mean to you, like to be able to raise them in, in Israel? It means the world to me. It means that when I open up a sitter and you see the words, it means that they're living the words of Torah. Yeah. And they're living it and breathing it and experiencing it and experiencing chasad in their everyday life. Yeah. And it's a part of, of their, their neshamot, um, to walk the land, to, you know, to, to, to see, to see no matter what, no matter when we're going to get up and we're going to keep moving forward and keeping, keeping Hashem in the center always. When my kids leave in the day, when they go off, I just, I always bless them. I say, bring Hashem into your day. Yeah. And Hashem is everywhere, all around the world. But there's something very, very special about Kedushat Eretz Yisrael. And I really do believe wholeheartedly. It's very, 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 very clear. Yeah. Hashem gave us the promise. Right. He promised us it's always going to be ours and it belongs to us. And so it's for us to be a light for the nations right. and to come home. Wow. And you involve your children in Chassid also. Yes. Yes. So, I do. And I, I know do. and your mother's involved in Chassid with the Pinachama so and my your whole mom started to do volunteering in the Pinachama right. right after it, it opened. Wow. Um So yeah. what what are some things that you involve your children in? Oh, so I'll give an example. Okay. Um a few years back, um it was Hanukkah, it was around Hanukkah time and there was a lot of terror going around within all of Israel and unfortunately we haven't gotten out from it. And yeah. We're always being terrorized, but we always need to come back and, and bounce back and be even that much stronger. Right. Um 
so I spoke to my kids. I said, you know what we're going to do on Hanukkah vacation? We're going to work together and we're going to reach out to community members because everyone wants to give. They want to be part of something. Right, they it's just... like being part of something bigger than ourselves. So I organized um, a bake sale. And, and parallel to that, someone reached out to me about an idea to do for bat mitzvah in America. Uh-huh. I said, why don't you do this? Like also a bake sale for the Pinachama. They could use the funds. Right. And friends in the community and people reached out, made cakes and Amazing. all the funds went out and I went to a store and I got paper goods and, and you know, my kids were involved. We ended up doing this Pinachama um, bake sale and it was such a wonderful wonderful experience for everyone involved and everyone it's a it's a good win-win for everyone everyone feels good yeah you feel good about partic. you feel good about part- participating you feel good about making you feel- it's like it's all encompassing do you yeah. know what i mean amazing yeah well yeah. the pina Hama had a, i had a uh, story with pina Hama for my daughter's bat mitzvah also yeah. and actually ari fold wow is the one that took a, took me took my daughter and me around um, Tomer Agosh, handing out the, the baked goods that we had Incredible. Baked. It's incredible. And, uh, what a special memory you now have of doing that together. Not, and you know, Ari was always with the videos. So it's of not course. just a memory. Like, it's sh- like I shared it, the videos everywhere, you know? Amazing. It's really just, it was such an yes. amazing memory. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. But, but Chesed has start, like, didn't start when I made Aliyah. Like, it's like prior. Do you Your know what I mean? Life. Like, yeah. when we were living in Teaneck, yeah. um, my mother really wanted to do something in memory of my grandmother, Allah Shalom. Yeah. Um, Ethel Nisa Hollander. And so and together with, with somebody else, I helped with my kids. We went up and down. We did a, we did a fundraiser for, um, for Merkaz Nisara to raise books here okay. for the library in Afrat. And we wow. did a bolathon in our community. Wow. And it was all for Eretz Yisrael to do something for Eretz Yisrael. Amazing. So my kids were with me as they were little, you know. So they've been ingrained, it's been ingrained in them. So a couple questions. So the first question is, if somebody wanted to, you know, get more involved in a life of chesed, what's a, like a good way for them to do it? So I would encourage people to totally, um, just ask Hashem what, like, what, are you, what is it that you want me to do in terms of my chesed? Like, really tap into what it is that speaks to them. Right. What do they enjoy um, doing? So, tachlis, I would say, like, I'm going to go like now, like, practically, like just one chesed Facebook page. Yes, right away. As well as also sign up as a volunteer. So, when so when opportunities come up, yeah, then it's put out there. Then they can choose what works for them. Well, what chesed if they has live, to work. What if they live, what if they're listening from the States now? Can they still do this just one chesed if they don't live in Israel? Yes, they can. It's global. Because God willing, it's going to be everywhere and more and more organizations are going to sign up and ultimately that's the hope yeah to to then you know just open your eyes open your ears be open to seeing what's out there and available well and i know you also had told me you know you drive around all over israel with families you know you give them their own this own their own experience so yeah i was was so recently so when one of my trips that i went with rena ariel there was someone who i met and then he said he was coming to israel so i said you know what like let me know when you come i ended up taking their family to chevron amazing and it was really 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 inspiring you just like i'm sure you know tova from every experience that you have with families yeah it's all so special and unique and divinely made for each yeah. What you love with right. other people. Right. It's selfish to keep it together, but to ourselves. We have to share it. We have to share because it. Because there's so much light and there's so much goodness and there's so much to learn and there's yeah. so much to soak in and there's so much to share. Yeah. So but hopefully we, that, you know, people are going to come to Israel. They're going to want to do these experiences with you. Oh. Going to Chavron because 
really, Alana has the personality to just, you know, keep you excited and motivated and inspired. <laughs> and, and, you know, you have your own unique way to show families Chavron. You know, so thank you. Hopefully, thank people you. are listening, and they're like, "Wait, we're filling out our itineraries right now," mm. and uh, they're going to. We'll talk more about this also. Okay, definitely, that'd be but wonderful. I definitely want to do something with you like that for sure. That would be amazing. I want to go on my own experience with you in Chavron, <laughs> so we'll do that also. Okay, and we'll film from there. Thank um, you. So, Alana, I could sit here talking to you for hours. It's so true. But I think we said, I think we might have spoken for two hours even before we started the actual interview, and now we'll probably keep talking. Um, but I really, you have a vision to, because everybody can listen to it. You have so many chassad and you have a list of things you want to talk about, but there's only so much time on the inter on the radio. <laughs> so what is a way that people could really hear about all these chassad and all these stories? Well, I have a dream to write a book. <gasps> a book? I, I, first of all, I've always wanted to write a children's book. Oh my gosh. About like when li- living with a loss of like a grandparent. Wow. That's always been something that spoke to me. Yeah. Um, and then also just about my experiences of like life. And I just came back from, I went to the Ukraine. Oh, you were in Uman. Yes. With the Shlomo Katz project. Oh my gosh. And it was, yes, I it was un- unbelievable. And I feel like living a life of chesed is is trying to see beyond our own Dalid Amot. Yeah. And, and that's by using our senses and, and having Hashem just direct us. That's incredible. So I'm just grateful for my family. I'm grateful for friends. I'm grateful for the Torah. I'm grateful for Chesed. I'm grateful for just sitting here with you right now. I feel like it's a real schot. It wow. really is. So Hashem should just give you the the koach and the the chishek and like the desire, the passion to just keep doing this chaset, to keep living a life Amen. of meaning and inspiring people. And um, before I end off, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna ask you a question that I end off uh, all my interviews with. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. So you live in the heart of Israel, but is there one place in Israel that you could call your Israel happy place? My Israel happy place yeah. is really in my house. Oh. It's really just being at home with my family and my loved ones and friends. Surrounded literally by Surrounded the house of by, Yes. I'm looking out your window and your present right yeah. now. Because you always can tap into everything by just being within your home. And it all starts within. That's beautiful. So, Alana, thank you for giving me this opportunity to hear your story. Thank you for coming, and thank you for coming into my home, and you're welcome, and I look forward to... Yeah, collaborating, and yeah, yeah, just just the beginning. Just just the beginning. It's it's a continuation. It's always a continuation. So, thank you so much, Tova, and thank you to all the listeners for listening. Yes, and thank you, Yoni. Thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Bye. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Alana Abelow. Kroningberg. TovaInIsrael.com is where you could find all the wonderful content coming from Tova. Um, she posts her videos of interviews, so if you just missed it, if you came in the middle, um, I bet you right about now it is posted on her Facebook page, TovaInIsrael, TovaInIsrael.com, or again, uh, a lot of cool things coming from her page. It's cool, great content about the land of Israel, um, Tova in Israel. And I do want to wish her a Mazel Tov because uh, she actually she got engaged recently. Um, the Chatan Bitzal El Heller. Um, so uh, Tova in Israel, as we know her. Um, I don't know if she's rebranding. I think she's still going to be Tova in Israel, but nonetheless, a huge, huge mazel tov to her and her entire family. Looking forward to sharing many smachot 
with her and her family in the future. So glad that she is continuing her Tova talks. And I know I'm sure over the next like few months, you know, it's going to get busy for her, but she really does a good job. She's on top of it. She loves doing it. And we appreciate it here. Um, so hopefully looking forward to continued Tova Talks interviews here on Bite Size um, as she gets ready for her big wedding day. And um, again, we wish her a huge, huge mazel tov from myself on behalf of the entire Nachum Siegel Network and our listenership. Again, Tova, a huge, huge mazel tov to you. More coming up here on Bite Size. Great music. And we'll wrap things up towards the end of hour number two and then it'll be the live lunch with of rummy coming up live right after the show but for now again like i said more music right here on bite size at the nachum single network
You're sleeping, sleeping, There's a smile deep, deep within you. This song's for singing, Rina. Here we go now, here we go again. It's like you're sleeping, sleeping. There's a smile deep, deep within you. This song's for singing, Rina. Noi de la 
And that will wrap things up here on Bite Size. Thank you all for tuning in. Of Rummy's Wednesday live lunch coming up in just about, I don't know, a minute or so. Where he has also, it's a different style music. No offense, Avrami. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a different style music than you're probably used to listening to here. But honestly, um, he's got some of the new stuff out there. He's got some of the old stuff. So you come to me maybe for the more upbeat, for more, the more positive. He's going to sometimes slow it down, sometimes just old school music. Mine is usually relatively new, but he's also got the new stuff ready to play. So Avrami's Wednesday Live Lunch, if you're into the music, you want to stick around for that. Otherwise, thank you all for tuning in. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a great day and remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size.